This episode is brought to you by BetUS.com. Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your MLB, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BetUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code DSP125 or 200% bonuses using crypto with the promo code DSP200. Customer service pros are ready to get your phone, social, and online sports betting kickoff started now. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry. BetUS. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. Hey, it's Tito, Jeff Fidoff. Thanks for joining me for today's Buckeye Daily Blitz, a recap of the Saturday debacle against... Tulsa, and now, um, by the way, follow me on Twitter at It Happens. And now we can panic, I think, officially about this Ohio State defense. Another week, another offense uh, shreds the OSU defense. This time, a very weak opponent in Tulsa. They put up more than 500 yards in the horseshoe. It's King Tulsa. Ohio State did escape with a win 41 to 20. So that part's, but um, when you look at the landscape of the Big Ten, and if you're a fan of the competitive games, which is great and all that, and a competitive Big Ten, then this is your year because Penn State looks great. Look great in their win against Auburn uh, on Saturday night in the, the whiteout in Happy Valley. Michigan's running game has been incredible. And I know they played a weak opponent this past week in Northern Illinois, but they still, the Michigan running game is it's amazing so far this year what they've been able to do. And again, that's Ohio State's weakest part in their defense right now, although it did show improvement on Saturday against Tulsa. But I'm concerned when they have played against Penn State and Michigan State. Uh, I'm sorry, Penn State and Michigan. And even Michigan State, for that matter. Michigan State just beat Miami. Michigan State's been running the ball very well. Those teams are all coming up on Ohio State's schedule. There's not a pushover game for the Buckeyes in the Big Ten this year. Um, I mean, I know they should beat Maryland, should beat Rutgers. They typically have more talent than those teams. They will again this year. But they are closer to Ohio State than they have been in a long time. So there's not a game you look at Ohio State and say, oh, they're going to, like, you would have thought Tulsa. Oh, they're going to blow them out. The Tulsa game was much closer than 41-20. Um, you know, they should blow out Akron. Yes, I think they're some ridiculous, like, 50-plus point favorite against the Zips this week. So it should be when I thought they would do the same thing against Tulsa and that never materialized. Um, so the Big Ten this year is going to be very competitive. Beef Ohio State gets through the Big Ten, uh, th- through the division, and then have to go play they through the East, have to go play in the West against like an Iowa for the Big Ten championship. I mean, Iowa is also damn good. So um, all these teams set up really well against Ohio State with the fact they can run the ball. And the Buckeyes... You know, I hope we see that. I hope we see against Akron. I hope we can see incredible improvement on the defensive side. Now, I know they only allow 74 rushing yards. The Buckeyes only allowed 74 rushing yards to Tulsa, but again, 500 total yards. Tulsa will pass on them. Ohio State. The big news before the Kerry Combs, the defensive coordinator, had some, had some of his responsibilities changed. We saw that coming. Uh, Ryan Day said that was going to happen. That some changes in how they do things uh, schematically and also just internally how they're going to handle the game, the, the day of the game. And uh, they took his, uh, with Combs, they uh, they took the play calling out of his hands and moved him up. Um, uh, they moved him up into the press box. And uh, Matt Barnes, the secondary coach, called all the plays. And Ryan Day hinted that he may be the one doing it uh, for the rest of the season. He seemed okay with that. 
Now, the Buckeyes, as I said, they did hold Tulsa to 73 yards rushing, so that was a step in the right direction. The passing game, uh, you know, again, that was the, the, the problem for the Ohio State by allowing over 400 yards passing. The news that moved early in Saturday was Zach Harrison, the defensive stalwart and uh, team captain, was out for the game for the Buckeyes. That certainly hurt because Zach Harrison is somebody who um, can do a lot, cause a lot of havoc out there. And when you look at all the problems Ohio State's defense has, ha- has had already, take away one of their best defensive players and a defensive captain, a veteran, out of that mix, and you expect there to be a drop-off. Now, the Buckeyes were able to finally register a sack, and they did have five and a half tackles for loss against the Golden Hurricane. So that part was better. The coverage needs to be better, and they have to put even more pressure on the quarterbacks going forward. So we're going to talk more about the Akron game later on in the week, but that's going to be important for Ohio State because their, their secondary is not as strong as it's been in recent years. It has not DBU this year. Um, this year it's DB beat. And we got to see that a couple of picks, which is good. But when they go against a smart quarterback who gets time to throw, Ohio State could be at a big disadvantage there. So we need to see more pressure on the quarterback coming up against Akron on Saturday in the horseshoe. So the defense, again, needs a lot of work. The defense against the run was better. Tulsa was forced to throw quite a bit already because of the way the game flowed at the end. I think they had 54 pass attempts, if I'm not mistaken. But um, I need to see more improvement on the on the running run defense. And obviously, can't get burned the way they got burned uh, by Tulsa in the secondary. Let's move over to the offense now. Uh, we'll start with the quarterback position. C.J. Stroud, 15 of 25 for 185 yards, touchdown pass and a pick. He again misfired on some easy opportunities out there. And I think that's been, now it's a it's a more of a concern for me because there's been times he's had receivers wide open and they're short passes that he's overthrowing guys or underthrowing guys. And they're, they're either, they are gimme completions that he should make. He still does a great job with some of the tougher passes to make, but he misfired again on ones that were easy and should have been, should have been completions for him. So right now as we sit here today, I don't view him as a quarterback that can win a game if asked. And what I mean by that is I don't think he can carry the team to a win. He can manage the team to a win, but I wouldn't want to put it all on his shoulders to win a game. Um, and maybe next year, the year after that, or whatever, he will grow into that. But right now, though, I just I still think there's a little bit of a confidence thing, although he's, he speaks very confidently, and he carries himself with a lot of confidence. But if you some of the passes he's missing, you wonder – how a quarterback who can make some of the difficult throws he makes is missing on those, and that's why I think it's a confidence thing there. But hopefully he can overcome that. You know, playing against Akron could cure a lot of his confidence, what I view as confidence um, issues potentially for C.J. Stroud. Now, this is, not calling, this is not me calling for a change at quarterback. I, I'm not saying that at all. But I would like to see what one of the other quarterbacks could do. And so maybe we'll get that shot against Akron if Ohio State gets out to a big lead. Like, I again hope they can if the defense can um, put the Buckeyes in scoring opportunities, short field for the offense, and the offense takes advantage, gets out to a big lead. Maybe we can see some of uh, the other quarterbacks get in the game and just get some reps to see what they look like. It's C.J. Stroud's job. He's been good enough this year to hold that job. I want to see more out of him. And he got, he's got get growth now as we've got after the Akron game, the Big Ten schedule getting started when you got games against Rutgers and Maryland. And uh, Rutgers will be on the road, and Maryland, I believe, is here for homecoming. So 
you know, it's important to work out some of these things. And Rutgers, you know, he's got to go to, on the road to Rutgers to play that. I know he had Minnesota early on, but now three straight home games before going out to play Rutgers um, on October 2nd. So we'll see how that goes. That being said, how in the hell does Crystal Lobby not catch a pass? I know he had a drop, but how can he not be open at least a few more times and found by Stroud in that game? Uh, his first time, I think, 30 games without catching a pass for Ohio State. And he is a first-round draft pick next year. Tons of talent. I don't know how pissed off he is. I, he probably should be pissed off if he didn't, doesn't get a pass. Although, again, a drop was his fault. Garrett Wilson had a ho-hum, six catches, 70 yards, and a touchdown. But again, Stroud only completed 15 passes. So not a lot of opportunities to feed the receivers anyway, especially with six of the receptions going to Wilson. There's a lot of receivers in that room that want to see the ball. And I hope they don't get frustrated right now by the fact that, because they did win the game, but... They're not, they don't have the same dynamic passing attack they've had in recent years, at least not yet. We'll see if it can come to fruition as accurate and going forward and maybe take some of the heat off the running game. But the running game, and what can you say about Travion Henderson? He said an OSU freshman rushing record with 277 yards, breaking the record held by Archie freaking Griffin. And I say freaking Griffin because every time you break a record held by him, it's Archie freaking Griffin at Ohio State. I mean, there's, uh, so to set that record with 277 yards rushing and he, he looked every bit as dynamic as Maurice Claret did to me when his freshman year. And that's a great thing to see. So uh, he he ran for three touchdowns. And I really believe he's going to cause one of the other running backs in the, in the room to transfer. Because you look at it now, and this is his job. It should be his job. He should get two. I'm a running back, not named Travion Henderson. I'm not going to get as many carries. I have to believe Ohio State has to ride this kid as much as they can. Uh, Master Teague looked good. He had 62 yards on 14 carries. But going forward, like I said, Henderson should get two-thirds of the carries every week and then split up the carries among the rest of them. They won't be happy. I get that. But as long as you have someone like Henderson running the way he's running, you've got to continue to feed him. He should be in every down back out there. Um, you know, he can Two-thirds of the carries should be going to him. And then the rest you can split up among Teague and the others. But, yeah, it should absolutely be Henderson's show. The offensive line was better. It was better, so that's a positive. The fact that Ohio State was able to run for over 300 yards um, is a great sign, and I think the O-line did perform much better this week. I think they're getting better and better as we go. Now the Akron game, though, we'll preview it later on, but Ohio State has to take a big step forward to convince me they're ready for Big Ten play. Big Ten will be so tough this year. Ohio State's getting all the um, improvement in the defensive backfield, improvement in uh, putting pressure on the opposing quarterbacks, and the stopping the run, though, is going to be the biggest thing with the with the tougher teams they've got to play this year in the Big Ten. They have to continue to improve there. And I hope that the second week, with kind of a new voice um, in their ears on game day, calling defensive plays, and I hope they can keep, continue to be aggressive. I saw more aggressiveness this week, which I liked. Ohio State right now, they're you know in rank in the ninth, 10th in the country range. That's way too high. That's too much respect for this Buckeye team. They can get back there. They can get back in the playoff conversation if they keep winning and the Big Ten team keep winning and Ohio State beats them when they're undefeated or have one loss, these other teams. But I I don't think Ohio State right now is the 10th best team in the country. I think they're probably in the 15 to 20 range, but they've got enough talent to be, I mean, they've got top 10 talent for sure across the board. They've got to put it all together, though. Hopefully we'll see against Akron this week. We're going to preview that Akron game coming up later on in the week. Thank you for tuning in. To the Buckeyes Daily Blitz. I'm Jeff Fidoff. Follow me on Twitter at Fit Happens. And let's go, Bucks. And uh, I'll talk to you again later on this week.